I'm very excited to have Elizabeth and Lydia Bennett with me today on the Trouble Feature Podcast. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wait, which is which? You said Elizabeth Bennett and Lydia? Lydia Bennett. That would make me Lydia, unfortunately, but that's not... That's not even remotely true. You're more of um, Jane. Is it, is it Jane? Is that her name? Is that her I'll name? I'll take you it. Know, I, <clears throat> I feel like we're flopping. No. Well, welcome back to the Trouble Feature Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. No, See, I'm we have to a, just get us warmed we, up here. Yeah, we have a very special guest today. You've heard we've you've heard a lot about her, and oh. finally, <laughs> um, you get to meet. Um, my sister, Aaron's wife, um, Catherine. Do you want to still disclose your last name? Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. Yeah, the one and only Cat Rojas. The Weeks. one and only. Um, <laughs> you know, I've always gone by my first and last name, so like Cat Rojas is like the signature. So yeah, hi. Give it up for Cat Rojas, everybody. Tis I. Thank you. Thank it's been you. a long time Thank coming. You. Yeah. And, you know, I've been name dropped so many times. I was waiting for you guys to ask me. Eventually, I just pushed my way through. So, you know, glad I could just convince you. just kind of showed up today. We didn't really invite her. Yeah, it's true. She has a lot to say. We're going to get into it. So on the Trouble Future podcast, we believe in nepotism. But most importantly, what we believe is taking two movies and having a great conversation about them. So that's why we brought Kat on today. And sneak peek, there may be a third movie, triple feature. That's what we do here. So to really get us started, before we get to Kat, we're going to do exercise with you that we love. Is I really just want to, the playground here is, we're talking about feminism, question mark. No, really we're talking about Barbie and a movie from the 60s called Daisies. And then we want to follow up with a, another contemporary film called Bottoms. We're going to take this all over the place. We're going to have fun with the three of us. And I hope you find something that you love. Because that's what we do with movies. We love them. So to get us started, Kat, tell us your letterbox top four. That's what every guest has to do. Oof. Okay. Um, I did give this some thought, but I just want to say I'm a person who changes my mind at the drop of a hat. So... This is like my current four. If you see me next time, um, it might be different. But I'm going to go with, um, I have to say my top four do kind of range a little. I'd say Daisies is definitely in my top four right now. Um, I know we hmm. just watched it, but it's been on my list for a while. And we'll get into why a little later. But I just think it's, um, it's just like very beautiful. And it it has a lot of influence in terms of, like, visuals. And, you know, it's kind of why you watch a movie. You're like, this is pretty dazzling and amazing. Um, It definitely just opened up some things, I think, in me personally. When I watched how how cool of a technique they used in terms of visuals. Um, But, yeah, that's, like, one. It's not my, like, number one, but that's one. (laughs) Um, It's okay. They don't have to be in order. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thank you thanks for the reassurance mm-hmm. um two i'm gonna go with i have to say like a sofia coppola movie just to keep with like keep it in the family um i'm gonna go with marie antoinette 
um okay. I think I'm just like an aesthetic person I know I'm an aesthetic person and I just like really love watching a movie just for the aesthetic of it the visuals um Marie Antoinette I watched it like when I was a teenager and I was like whoa this is super cute I didn't know that like you could make a movie really like that that like the soundtrack didn't really have to go with the rest of the movie and I thought it was super cool like just the hand-picked um tracks for every scene and I don't know I just think Sofia Coppola gets girls and you know mm. all that if we're jazz. talking about girlies we're gonna talk about her at some point <clears throat> shoot she gets it she's she's just one of us for real mm-hmm. um let's see my third a movie I've been thinking a lot about is Tu Wong Fu um, yeah I picked it for our movie club one time and it was a fun watch I know Aaron you've seen that movie multiple times um it's my comfort know. movie <laughs> that's so cute that's real as hell actually it is real as hell I just think I identify with Chi Chi so much um Gee, you are it's Chi-Chi. all making sense it really is yeah <laughs> John Leguizamo is that bitch um mm-hmm. yeah it's funny, it's lighthearted, it's beautiful, it's sweet, it's just got like a lot of different things going on. Who dog is that, yo? Um, <laughs> what the dog doing? <laughs> speaking of dogs, um, my last one to round up my top four is Silence of the Lambs. Because <laughs> who doesn't love a star? Love... Um, Darla, parentheses Darla. dog. The other day, yeah. two people that I, two separate people that I knew just sent me a picture of Darla on the same day. <laughs> I love you. that. Um, she's really iconic, you know? She, she really had a is. small scene, but she she made a huge impact. Um, your dog's real hurt, mister. You know, your all dog's that. Real <laughs> that's a really good pick. Especially if Thank you're... You. you gotta add an edge in there. And that's... I love that movie. I love horror movies i love scary movies i love halloween i love fall and i think that movie just makes me feel like cozy for some reason it kind of Um, is a cozy fall kind of movie if you forget the scary murder yeah miss jodie foster gets in that elevator and she's got her like high collared turtleneck and that little sweater you know and she's just like she's so cute honestly nora efron could have directed that movie if we let her she could have it would have made an impact honestly yeah um yeah but those are my top four well we love that you shared them now here's the next part of the question what have you watched recently so this is where we can really judge you I might have right to now. open. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go through my letterbox. I'll be honest. Um, That's okay. Let's see. What did I watch recently? I watched the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, Mutant Mayhem. I've heard a lot of um, good choice. Good choice. Yeah, I think Seth Rogen really ate with that one. I don't know how involved he was in that process, but that was super fun. It was super good. The music was good. The visuals were good. Um, I gotta find another word for that, but yeah, I just think it was really cute. Um, for me, I loved experiencing it watching with Aaron because, like, he loves the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I could just feel that he was like, "This is a good movie," and I was like, "Dude, it it really is." Um, it was just fun and sweet, so that was cool. Oh, yeah, I knew that there was like yeah, a no judgment there. No, no, safe. This is a safe space. <laughs> 
this no, is a safe space. <laughs> I heard that there was like a lot of um, just like a really great crew of people involved in it. So I anticipated it to be like enjoyable, definitely for adults, but I didn't. I mean, like, it's not the first movie I'm going to see by myself in the theater. So I didn't. But now that I know, I might. I'm definitely going to peep. I definitely recommend it was fun for the whole family, as they say, in a direct to DVD movie kind of way. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. So that was one. My second recently watched was Theater Camp. I haven't so, seen that yet. Oh, my God. It was funny. It was fun. It was fruity. It was the Molly Gordon, um, Ayo Adabari, and Rachel Sennett cinematic universe. I love it. Hell you know, yeah. the girlies are eating it up. Um, yeah, I just thought it was fun. It was a fun watch. Nice. Really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um, good ca- like palate cleanser for whatever else I was watching. Um. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, actually, we watched Daisies really recently, Aaron. Yeah. You had a good time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm prepped for this. I'm prepped for this. Right. It was an assignment. So. Yeah, we take our work seriously here. Yeah. (laughs) We watch movies. (laughs) We watch movie. Um, Yeah, that was a good one. Okay, I actually know your fourth one, so I'll mention it for the listeners. It's a Curious George movie. The Curious George, oh, no. the movie? Yeah. Yes. Jack Johnson? Um, you know, upside down. Um, oh, I'm just people watching, other people watching me. Um, oh my god. Actually, I actually forgot that we watched that recently. I, I technically wasn't watching it. I was watching our baby watching a movie. So mm. that actually slipped my mind. Thank you for reminding that me. That adds context, um, but David I think Cross. that... David Cross, for real. I was going to say that adds context, but I think you guys likely would have watched it regardless if Bibina was there. It's a great movie. It is a great movie, and it's, um, you know, Walsh family lore. It is. You know. <laughs> that was a staple for sure. <laughs> if you haven't seen Curious George, really I was. highly recommend. Curious George 2008, I think. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, Will Ferrell and um, what David Cross and I forget who plays the love interest, but it's a good movie. Very heartwarming. You know, the art is really cute. I miss 2D animation. Bring her back wherever she is. Um, Yeah, I just think animation looks so like uniform now. So like bring back 2D animation or 3D animation that looks 2D. It's like what the they're kind of on that trend well i guess i don't know if it's a trend but like it started with like the amazing spider-man spider-verse movie which one which whatever the one was the first cartoon one into the spider-verse into the spider yeah yeah that one's (laughs) and then like from there i think they're trying to like follow with that like type of animation a lot of different like even puss in boots did it a little bit when it was like like they've been sneaking it in it's like 2d but 3d and it's so visually cool to watch but yeah we need a resurgence yes a little more compelling that way mm-hmm. nice yeah. you guys have been watching those movies oh yeah lots of kids movies now so we can make a resurgence to the topic at hand here again for listeners on the triple feature show thank you we appreciate you 
we like to take two movies and we like to connect them. And through that connection, we have a deeper love for all those films. So we're going to do Barbie and Daisies. I think we can start with Barbie. Um, as Shravan and I talked offline, um, we've talked about this movie so much that I don't know there's any more we can really say. But I think it would be interesting for listeners to hear from Kat and Shavon, maybe the impact that film had on you or from your first viewing, what was very intriguing and exciting to you. Wow. Give the woman <laughs> the floor for once. <laughs> Do you want to go? What were your initial initial reactions to it? I don't know who that's directed towards. I'm gonna guess me. Um, you. But... We're not talking to Eric. Yeah, you're a guess. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, geez. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed this fun pink um ride. I guess like I just really enjoyed the fun moments, the sentimental moments. You guys know that I'm a Pisces. I'm like the world's biggest crier. My, you know, astrology chart is just a watery mess, and so am I. So I feel like it hit home in a lot of great ways. I left that theater saying I have to call my mom and I have to call my daughter, even though, you know, she's just baby. But I have to call her. Um, You know, I think it was a very fun movie to watch. It had great moments. It had. Um, you know, we can talk about all the ups and downs of some of the things that, you know, I've heard some backlash here and there or like discourse. Um, but yeah, I just, I really enjoyed the whole thing. It was, Mm -hmm. it was a good time. It was a good watch. Um, I watched it with a friend and then Aaron watched it with Paulina, (laughs) our other sister. Oh yeah. (laughs) Further up in the, in the seat. And, um, shout out out Paulina. Yeah. Right. Another future guest, we'll see. But <laughs> no, when you saw it, did you see it? Um, just you just saw Barbie on its own. You didn't. I did the whole Barbenheimer thing. I don't know. I feel like it's yeah. a lot of people did that. But you're lucky. Yeah, I wish I did, but um, yeah. <laughs> but it, I think that um, it added to the experience for me because I just sat through three hours of. Not Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti should have been an Oppenheimer. Hot take. But um, three hours of Christopher Nolan, which was like good on its own. And then the palate cleanser was like Barbie. And like the the crowds were crazy. Like the way the theater just transformed the energy. I love seeing that because I go to the theaters a lot now just because I um, like to. And so I go like at least one once a week. And not as many people go as like, you know, when you're a kid and you go to see a movie or middle school and it's like everybody's there, like a bunch of other kids are there getting picked up and dropped off. And there's like an energy <laughs> in the space of a movie theater. There's like you don't find that as much or maybe it's nostalgia, but it felt nostalgic just being in the theater and everybody just is in for that ride. So the mm. shift going from a movie like Oppenheimer t- straight to a movie like Barbie, I was like, oh, wait, was lifted off of my shoulders watching it. I was <laughs> really just enjoying it for, like, the whole thing that it was. And it's pretty short. I'm pretty sure it's, like, an hour 45 or something. Yeah. It's, but, it does, definitely feels shorter than Oppenheimer, I'm sure. Like, yeah. Um, in but, yeah, I think it's only, like, an hour sure. and some. 
but it, yeah. it was it, they did so much in such little time it just made it so fun to watch so i think that had something to do with it but it seems like everybody felt like that was the general consensus anyway but um but yeah i agree it was so fun to watch it was visually stunning um mm. i the cast was really enjoyable anytime that like it was funny um without being like too on the nose i think i think that it could have there was a lot of times where it could have like gotten a little too goofy like with the musical numbers and stuff but i think with the <laughs> casting choices that they made and just like the writing in general they kind of brought it right back around to where it got a little bit more um realistic for lack of a better word but yeah um so it, it was just or, like sentimental again yeah yeah I think watching it as like a woman as we are I think Greta Gerwig writing it I don't know how I would have felt about obviously it would have been a different movie if it had been written you know by someone who's not Greta Gerwig and Noah Bumbach but um she in all of her movies we've talked about it before just when we did Frances Ha whatever um even Little Women like she just understands relationships Lady Bird there's Mm. that you get the same sense of like the relationship between America Ferreira's character and her daughter um and when they're doing that whole monologue like I forget at what point of the movie it is but like when did it end and it's like talking about the mother and stuff <laughs> all the enjoyment all the enjoyment when they were doing that it's like okay i don't know another maybe sofia copeland definitely there's other incredible women writers but i don't know another person to this caliber with this platform that would have been able to get that feeling across which I, mm. i'm really glad that greta did because she like understands how women talk to each other which is like all of what Little Woman was. I liked her say in this movie. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I have a couple of things to add to like everything you just said, which like the energy shift from like Oppenheimer to Barbie. Like I walked into that theater and it was like all women and then like my husband (laughs) or like, you know, all women and then like, a couple of guys here and there, um, which I thought was, like, so fun, because I was, like, when have I ever really been in a space where it's mostly women like this, and, like, everyone was laughing, everyone was crying, like, the girlies were together, and they were, you know, standing this movie so hard, it was a really sweet thing, like, you know, just seeing, like, all these, and, like, I will say, like, to jump ahead a little bit, that that I had an experience like that when I watched Bottoms in the theaters. I went with a group of, you know, my girlfriends. We went and it was a lot of women in this movie. A lot of like, you know, queer folk in this like, you know, movie theater. And I think like that I've never really had a movie experience like that, especially because like I'm like such an Alamo draft house stan. I'm like, wow, the Alamo, she really is that that girly. Oh, yeah. Um but I mean <laughs> going back <laughs> I just think it was um it was fun to watch a movie. Like it felt like a giant sleepover in a way. Like you know yeah. we were all like looking at each other, giggling at all the parts, you know, that mm-hmm. were funny and you know, what like looking around and seeing all of us crying collectively toward like towards the end of the movie. Um so yeah, like that I just wanted to kind of touch on and say like there was like a it's a different dynamic watching this movie and um yeah. I will 
like say like Greta does get relationships really well I joke that like Francis Ha is like my relationship with you <laughs> like the I whole know. monologue I'm where she's Francis. talking about like seeing your <laughs> oh, like seriously or like she's talking about like seeing this person across the room and just like smiling at each other and you just like are like mm-hmm. the only two people in the world and like oh, that's not my husband that's my sister honestly I how, how that's what I'm saying how rare is it that you have that type of like kinship in a, like a public setting like that it's like going to a Lana Del Rey concert <laughs> It's like going to a concert. <laughs> Barbie movie is too. Whatever. You get it. Yeah. It's, no, but it's yeah. like going to a concert with a room full of people who share the same love for this one thing that you're right. seeing. And it's obviously different because, you know, you're viewing it for the first time in the movie theater. But it's it's rare to, to feel that type of, like, connection to each other as a society. Yeah. But um, I think yeah, Barbie experiencing movie it together. Yeah, it did a good job of bringing people in for that, which is why I love going to the movies. Having a great movie theater experience like that, it just makes you love the movie that much more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Amen. I am a little cynical about the movie. I have my ideas, you know, qualms, yeah. if you will. But what did you think, Eric? Reservations. Reservations. <laughs> you can talk. So I do want to connect some threads that we need to state so we get to the next movie. But before we do, um, doing our due diligence, we need to read the log line and all the details about the movie for listeners who don't know. So if you don't know what Barbie is, that's special. And I'm, I'm glad you exist in this world. But Barbie's a 2023 contemporary film by Greta Gerwig. Log line, she's everything. He's just Ken. Barbie and Ken are having the time of their lives in the colorful and seemingly perfect world of Barbie land. However, when they get a chance to go to the real world, they soon discover the joys and perils of living among humans. Starring Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, directed by Greg Gerwig. I mentioned that because when I read the one for Daisies, <laughs> we need a little bit of background information for that. Mm-hmm. But what was most interesting to me about Kat and Siobhan and what you're saying and how that's going to connect to the next movie is generally how we view movies through, I'll use the meme term, boy movie versus girl movie. But really what we're pointing out is most movies are told through a male gaze, through the male expectation. I think that is what's so interesting about Barbie and Daisies when we get there is the experiences you're talking about going to a film. That's probably the phenomenon of because you're getting a film told through your narrative that you don't get to see a lot. (laughs) And most movies are told through a narrative of the male gaze are essentially male expectations, even though they're different types of stories. So Oppenheimer is very much this point I'm making, right? And then that's probably why you you felt that lift from your shoulders as you walked yourself into Barbie to kind of experience a movie that's made for you. Yeah, I agree. It's There's a, a disconnect, I feel personally, aside from my own opinions about certain movies that um, I'm just going to use this as an example, but like Marvel movies that are targeted towards men or just you know movies that are made by men christopher nolan movies i'm not here to talk shit but but it's there's something a little bit different that i think it's um i think it's cool that a female directed film is so big right now Mm. yeah yeah i think that's a good point i I think that's why barbie is going to have 
an everlasting um, stand amongst society and how they view it because it was such a phenomenon and it's going to be a phenomenon and people are going to continue to talk about that movie. I think what it also excites me about that movie is if you're a film historian, um, Greta Gerwig gives you all those threads to other films and all that intertextuality between other films, such as the 2001 homage um, space oddity in the beginning. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great scene, right? And maybe that piques someone's instant excitement to actually go watch that movie, right? Yeah, yeah, that shit made me cry, honestly. I love, I love when <laughs> she like. You yeah, can tell when people who make movies just love movies, and so they actually like incorporate what inspires them into what they make, and then it opens up doors for people to explore other things in film history. Yeah. I mean, even down to like the set painting, like she had painted sets. Like who does that anymore? Like who puts effort into things like that? Um, It's just like... I did watch like the Architectural Digest video (laughs) for that. Yeah, that shit was so cool. The, all the set design was super dope and it was all very intentional. But they also had an insane budget. So that makes sense. Mm. they did what they could do yeah and it worked yeah she really was everything (laughs) so the other movie we want to connect to is daisies and i think where barbie was a phenomenon this is a phenomenon in a different way daisies is a film from 1966 it's from czechoslovakia um, I would read you the director's name, but I always already messed up Joaquin Demi. <laughs> Joaquin Demi. How do you say his name? <laughs> Jacques Demi. Jacques Demi. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do this director's name. <laughs> um, but I will read you the log line so you get a taste of them. So, up's a daisy, down's a daisy, turned on a daisy. Two teenage girls, both named Marie, decide that since the world is spoiled, they will be spoiled as well. Accordingly, they embark on a series of destructive pranks in which they consume and destroy the world about them. This freewheeling madcap feminist farce was immediately banned by the government, literally banned by Czechoslovakia. Feminist farce. So I think to get us into this segment, it would be interesting maybe to hear Kat and Siobhan again, like, what did you take out of that movie? You know, um, give us the same thing you did with Barbie. Oh, with Daisy's. Yeah, the... We do. The government was a hater, honestly, because that was a sweet movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't prepared for what I was about to see, and I, y'all can laugh at me. I got this recommendation off of TikTok. Um, I yeah, just, just, I like watching, like, you know, my silly little TikToks after, you know, I do something. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I had been wanting to watch it for a while and it finally got added to like what max or something mm-hmm. and um we popped that on and it was it was a ride just you don't really expect what you're seeing and the experience is very um like surreal you're like it's so ahead of its time but it's so like classic in a way um i really liked like the train shots um when they're at like the station trying to get rid of whoever they're with and watching all the visuals go 
yeah it was just i think it's very beautiful um it's very chaotic in a way which i don't really love like chaos in a movie too much i'm like no this has to make sense to me um but i loved it i just thought it was like a a good old time hell yeah um those train scenes are so funny i loved they're just their mo the whole time was just we're gonna do what the fuck we want fuck these men they're all stupid <laughs> and um they put these men uh, they would like run their pockets dry make them feed them and buy them shit and then they would be like we're gonna get on a train and run away to wherever the fuck they were gonna go and then they would um just leave the guys on a train and hop off the train and send them to wherever the hell they were if the train was going that's funny um but yeah, no, I watched this movie. It also was on my list for a while, but I just never felt like compelled to watch it. I know it's definitely a film girly movie, um, but when I did watch it, um, I also obviously really enjoyed it. It was vis- it was very like beautiful to watch, um, but I, I know one of the reasons it got banned was because of the food fight scene at the end. Wow. Um, I think that was like very offensive to... Czechoslovakian culture. Yeah. Um, Communist Czech. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, It's like the wasting food thing was just no bueno. Yeah, but it also like spoke to their rebelliousness. Um, But I I really enjoyed it. I thought that it encapsulated that kind of like absurdist philosophy where these girls are like supposed to be teenagers and they come to realize this whole world is spoiling we might as well spoil ourselves and they just rev Mm -hmm. like revel in that nothing means anything but I'm not a nihilist about it I'm gonna do whatever the hell I want and enjoy my life and eventually they like quote-unquote learn their lesson and they understand like wow we fucked all this shit up how the hell are we supposed to fix it like you can't get everything you want but (laughs) i still supported their vision they were so chaotic yeah loved it yeah i think the through line between barbie and daisies is this idea of style as substance both these films are overly stylistic um, to a point where you can really call out a scene because of the style itself. But I think that has to be the case with these films because when we've tried to make the point that women should live their lives and have their own control of their lives, people aren't understanding it, right? So therefore you have to have these very absurd over at least stylistic ideas to really get this point across probably to the male viewer, but probably to everyone. Right. It, it is absurd. It's a Sisyphean task to be a woman. Right. And that's what kind of, these films kind of tackle and give you that idea in different ways. Yeah. Like America Ferrer's monologue in Barbie. She basically says that like, it's impossible to just be a woman. Um, and I think like, you know, Greta makes that point of little women too. Joe's monologue about how women are more than just love interests. You know, she gets it. She gets that it's hard to be us. And I love that for for us, and I love that about her. I think, I feel like the only thing I have to say about that, because I do love that message, 
that she like is really good at getting across in little woman she the whole point was to like switch it and be like she doesn't have to end up with a guy in the end but then in the end she still ends up with a guy and then the same in barbie like they they did the monologue and they did it over and over again and they like had that moment which is great but then you still have these like asshole ceo mattel characters which like the goofy will ferrell like i i don't know there's there's a little bit of a disconnect there it's a it feels a little commercialized um Mm. i don't i didn't get that feeling as much from daisies but i think that big movies like that need to they can't be too feminist because then they're not going to make any money and i think that they're still reverting to those tactics that were like we're gonna say all the right things but at the end of the day like i don't know we know who's getting the paycheck um, <laughs> i don't know if that makes sense but yeah um but i didn't yeah. feel that as well as much with daisies i think that she i think that dedication at the end was really ted like i think it was like this film is is not what did it say? Not for anyone who gets upset over a bed of stomped lettuce or whatever. Stomped on lettuce. Stomped yeah. on, oh, stomped upon bed of lettuce. I think she. Yes. Yeah, did not give a fuck, and she was like, "I'm gonna tell this story of the experience of being a woman, and what it's like to like have that scrutiny on you in general." Um, and mm. was I think she, I feel like that's her being like. If you don't like it, you know it is what it is. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah. You know, we didn't plan a film school corner, but what's interesting to me and what you're saying is for our listeners is explore some avant-garde films. I think you'll get this feeling that Siobhan is expressing is when you have to tell a narrative and you have to tell it to a wide audience, you don't get to tell the narrative you want to tell. But when you have an avant-garde film <laughs> that's really pushing the edges and pushing to the forefront, like Daisies, you can say it how you want. I think that is why that film is a little more powerful to me personally and why that really sticks the landing for me as well. Where Barbie and kind of your criticism of it, I have felt the same way, which is because of the form and function of this movie, it couldn't make the point that it needed to make. I, that's exactly how I feel. I... It's almost as if it's spoon feeding it to us so that we can like hear it, know that we heard it. Um, but there's undercurrents of like, we're just going to go back to, you know, making Mattel as much money as we can possible with these marketing. Like, all of this marketing, they put so much marketing money into Barbie. Like, the whole point of the movie, I think, or one of them you could take from it was be who you want to be. That's the Barbie slogan, like pushing the boundaries and, and it's what it, the female experience and it all is rooted in feminism, but then there's still marketing for Barbie for truly Nick's cosmetics. Like there's lines for quite literally everything that's all like capitalistic ways to like regulate women's bodies when the whole point of the movie was to not regulate women's bodies and it's right. it's kind of just it eats itself up which in avant-garde you obviously don't get that but 
there's different medias to like tell this like your beliefs and narratives but um I would recommend like I don't know like a Maya Darren type films like films that are they don't say anything but they show you the experience of a woman I think that's a different perspective to have at least right that's that thing you just said is how I feel about Daisy's is it showed me that experience yeah. and you have to say it um everything that happens in that film has a purpose and the things you're seeing and why you're seeing them is supposed to make you think. And that's what it does to get us to the last segment. Cause it's getting close to our bedtime. Um, Lucia's bedtime. <laughs> Lucy's There's a third film we mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> There's a third film we mentioned. I think it's important because it's has the same context of this idea, but it took a different angle and that is bottoms. So bottoms is a 2023 film contemporary as well by Emma Silgman, Silgman, Silgman. I should not do the names on the show. <laughs> yeah, you're banned. Yeah, I'm, I'm banned. Um, directed it's- by her, Emma, and the blogline is a movie about empowering women, the hot ones. PJ mm-hmm. and Josie start a Fight Club as a way to lose their virginity as cheerleaders. The Fight Club gains traction, and soon the most popular girls in school are bringing each other up in the name of self defense. But the pair find themselves in over their heads and in the need of a way out before their plan is exposed. Okay, so I think to tackle this last idea is maybe Siobhan or Kat, you kind of want to talk about like this movie's take on feminism and that idea of femininity and versus, um, again, that male gaze and and those sorts of things. Yeah, can we insert the clip where she's like, um, sorry. (laughs) Can we insert the clip where she's like, that's like the point of feminism. She's like, no, it's not. And she's like, you don't care about feminism. Your favorite movie or your favorite is Entourage. Yay! <laughs> that movie's so quotable. It really is. I thought it was so funny. I went to the movies and watched it by myself in the theater. And I already said this to you guys multiple times, but I was sitting there in my overalls by myself watching this movie in the middle of the day, giggling and gaggling my ass off. And then in the movie, he goes, he points at her and he's like, shut up, you ugly little bitch. I don't talk to girls who wear overalls. And I was like sitting in my overalls like. <laughs> it was funny. But I, I really liked that it's a movie that's funny as hell. And it just lets women be funny without having to be like, hey, look, the woman's being funny this time. It's just it oh gives space without pointing anything out like it was goofy it was really enjoyable i really love um just i don't know i loved the characters i cared about the characters yeah um and they're they were all very funny in their own ways and it didn't make a spectacle out of anything other than the fact that of its its own comedy that it brought i think Mm. yeah I think also, like, the absurdity of it all was just so fun. Like, I think suspension of disbelief can be really hard in movies sometimes when they're, like, so grounded in reality or they're super absurd. Um, sorry, <laughs> she's, like, looking at me. <laughs> um, the baby's like, tell me more. Tell yes. me more about movies. What is she upset? Yes, mother. Um, she said that movie was mother. Um it was mothering mm-hmm. because yeah like you said it's just letting women be funny <laughs> yeah it's letting women be funny and um Period. you know i feel like when we think about like high school comedies 
you think like American Pie or like you know um, name a movie like that because I honestly can't super think of bad. any super bad yeah they're all male centric and you they're know, fucking um, hilarious and they are they are um, but this but. one was just all girlies yeah, yeah this one was for the girlies and the gays the ugly yeah. untalented gays I loved it it was, it was think- very self aware yeah what is interesting that you pointed out, Kat, is, again, the absurdity of that film. And I think all these films are absurd. All three of them. What's important about this film is just how it leans to violence, which is something you would assume with a boy movie, with the male gaze. Mm-hmm. Um, however, this movie is extremely violent, but yet making the same points that Barbie and Daisy is making by proclaiming that, again, um, women can really define who they want to be, you know? And it's not that we say who they are again with bottoms. They really tackle that in a different way and really comical way in a very violent way. I just have never seen a movie um, fit that genre in quite that same way. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I mean, the people were saying like book smart was the, the girl super bad. And mm. I'm sure they could say something else about bottoms, but I think bottoms was just its own thing and it allowed it's there's space for it. And we should yeah. give it that space. And it took that space in stride. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Surprised, Aaron, you weren't calling it Bottoms, Bottoms, Bottoms like you were, which bottoms, I recently bottoms, saw a tweet that somebody <laughs> did call it Bottoms, Bottoms, Bottoms. <laughs> that is the proper name of that movie. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, again, just holding space for women to just be fucking hilarious as they are um you know i think i really enjoyed um just all the the wacky little parts the ending goes so crazy and i love it um i don't know are we allowed to say spoilers on here i don't want to be that person that spoils this movie if you listen to movie podcasts (laughs) spoilers are anticipated i would i wouldn't listen to a podcast about a movie i hadn't seen I'm not stupid. My ass just listens to whatever, so... Um, yeah. No, like, I I just think the ending is just so fucking funny. Um, it's wacky, it's absurd. Um, really liked the guy who plays Jeff. Shout out to him. He was cracking me up the whole time. I don't know who that is. Oh, the guy that's... Like, the guy... Shut up, I fucked your mom! Yeah. (laughs) Uh, hey, all of these movies are super absurd. They're yes. in pocket and a little cutting edge. I, oh my god, women are amazing. <laughs> Philosophically <laughs> absurd. Comedy absurd. Truly. Fourth wall breaking. Oh. Wow. You, we I did it, you guys. In that. We, we solved We, we solved, solved it. the movie. We solved movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. So, as the male host, I'll have the last word here to wrap us up. Essentially, I think what's important, I'll give Siobhan and Kat the floor to sign us off, but um, I think these are really essential movies to think about, and you should watch more movies that challenge you. And particularly, Daisies, you should watch. Bottoms, you should watch. Um, Barbie, I think, is a challenging movie, and I think that's why there was a lot of dialogue about it. And to your points of criticism, Sean, I think it is very commercial, but it's a very challenging commercial movie. So I think you should add that to your list. 
anything you want to leave the listeners with and then we can sign off um i don't know i just hope cat you come back maybe <laughs> if we get the right you can't topic keep me away <laughs> oh yeah for um, sure i don't know um yeah <laughs> yeah you know me i'll talk about anything forever hell yeah i hope you do come back this was fun i liked talking about yeah. girly things yes um we'll do priscilla <laughs> oh, oh my gosh priscilla well, that would be crazy. yeah we gotta do priscilla we gotta do the movie the sofia coppola movie um we do have to do that yeah one. Um, Thank you both for having me. Absolutely. I, I do have a piece of advice for listeners. Um, don't watch the Poughkeepsie tapes. Whatever you do, oh. don't watch that movie. That's a scary movie, no. and I scare myself watching it. So, that's your if you're Serbian thinking film. about it... Like... <laughs> God. <laughs> um, so, it's because Spooky Season is coming up, and you might be, you know, hip-hopping around on Netflix wherever I watched it, free VTV, maybe Pluto. <laughs> free and you might see this little movie come across here. Don't watch it. Don't do it. No. But who am I? If your male friend suggests a movie, tell them no. Tell them no. That's Especially, feminism. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Period. <laughs> Great way to end. There's always some dude in the room who's going to say, we should put on a Serbian film or we should put on <laughs> the Poughkeepsie tape. You just tell them no. That's you feminism. Say, you know what? No means no. No means no. Um, yeah. No, thank you both for having me. Thank you for letting me gab for 45 to an hour. Gabin. And Gabin with the girls. Gabin with the girlies. A little sad Lucia didn't gab with us, but I'm sure she'll have a lot to say in a little bit. In a few hours. I did have to mute myself because she was letting it rip continuously. So, hey. um... She something was happening. Um, she's she's awake. Yeah. I, if I <laughs> put my kid on social media, I would show you her face. But um, oh hey oh hey. there we go. Um, you got something to say to the listeners? She's got something to say. Yep, she's mad. Yep, let right. it rip. That's <laughs> that's the end, folks. Yeah. Um, go watch movie, do movie, and love movie, enjoy oh, movie. Next Thank week you. is next week is Wonka Piercer. Next podcast. Oh, okay. Next podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Thanks, you guys. All right, that's all, all right. folks. Bye. See you later. <laughs> Bye.